Now, when I was 12, I got my first bass. It was an old 80s Fender P bass. So on the day of a big show or a scheduled recording, heck, even just jamming with somebody, this old bass would have problems. Inexplicably. It would short out, break a string, not keep the tuning. So I don't know if it was bad luck, faulty gear, or just possibly some creature just trying to cause havoc. I'm Christopher Scarborough. And I'm Joe Taylor. And welcome to the Curioso Podcast. Gremlins. So that's what we're talking about today, Chris. Yes, we are. Yeah. Little little creatures. Little evil creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Running around. Breaking all your merchandise and stuff. And all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I didn't know how else to start that show. Yeah. I, I think that, I think just because that's, that's like what everybody considers Gremlins to be is, is that pop culture reference of that movie or well, both of those movies, I should say. It's, uh, it, it was such, it was really like growing up in that time period. Mm-hmm. What was it? 1984 that it came out. I yeah. was, I don't know, six years old something like that mm-hmm. so seeing that growing up i think i even went to the theater maybe to to see it right you know and uh, if not I, I probably saw it on video the next year when it came out yeah but yeah. yeah it was you know you had this fuzzy little thing a little mogwai and it was <laughs> super duper cute <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and uh you know and then uh and then it just gets kind of it goes downhill from there <laughs> real quick you know <laughs> yeah so but the, see i don't re- that's that's like the second incarnation of a gremlin that I remember growing up. Mm-hmm. My my first, you know, knowledge of gremlins was the old Warner Brothers cartoon yes. with Bugs Bunny. Yes, and I believe that they actually tried to put that Warner Brothers uh, cartoon mm-hmm. into the first movie, but for some reason they licensing couldn't, they couldn't get the licensing. Yeah. But if you notice, it, it it did make it into the second movie that came out, the yeah. new batch that came out mm-hmm. in 1990. Yeah. So what the heck is a gremlin? Well, a gremlin, it comes from a, uh, a German word called gremian, which to means vex. to vex. Yeah. So, you know, basically to annoy, right? Right. That's, I mean, that's, that seems but to that be. But that could be anything. A girlfriend, a wife, a flat tire. It could be. Those things are all annoying but and these, vexing. But these are little <laughs> mythological, cryptozoological creatures yeah, well, okay. that do it for you. Okay, Webster's Dictionary defines it as a small, imaginary, or mythological creature that is blamed when things do not work properly, primarily mechanical objects. Okay, yeah. So there's there's been a few different incarnations. We, yeah. We kind of mentioned the... the um, the, the movie version. Right, but, right. So I have a, a description of 
basically like kind of like when they first started coming about mm-hmm. the the original description was kind of like little tiny humans with elf like ears yellow eyes mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the time they wore like miniature overalls okay <laughs> okay because they were like mechanics yeah, yeah that's the whole point is they break your mechanical things uh-huh. so they wore little miniature overalls and carried tools that were their size yeah but yeah. yet could fit Anything. Anything. Right. So, this is like so, the Littles. Remember that show? <laughs> no, I don't. No. <laughs> this is some old 80s cartoon where they were like little miniature, like brownies. Yeah. See, yeah. but this, the gremlins fall within that that sphere of, you know, brownies. Um, fairies. Fairies. All, yeah. all that, that sort of smallish wooden. Fae, if you will. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but they fall within that category. As far back as I can find is 1920s. Okay. So it's a. They are fairly young in the the cryptozoological, you know, world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the youngest of all of those creatures. So yeah, during they started popping up during World War One, mm-hmm. where Royal Air Force would. I mean, you're talking like they were pushing all these planes out, you know, as fast as they possibly could, yeah. trying to get them out in the skies to, to have take, the air support. Yeah, so. You're, you have more, you know, there's a, there's a higher likelihood that something mechanically is going to be wrong with the machine if you're trying to push it through, you know, the, the assembly line. So you it, have... It's like the whole joke about, you know, my car was made on a Friday. Right. And that's why I have the lemon. Right, exactly. You know? So these airmen, you know, they would have inexplicable problems with their planes... Whether it was, you know, the gyro was off or, you know, the throttle got stuck or, you know, whatever it was. And Hold on. The gy- what, they were eating Greek food? <laughs> not a gyro. Oh. <laughs> no, a gyroscope. Oh, gotcha. It, it tells okay. you what's up and what's down. Well, back then, I, they had really simple ones. Is it filled with, uh, like, uh, tahini or tzatziki or something? Tzatziki. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly how I want to fly. <laughs> Powered from tzatziki. Air Greek. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, they they would have these these problems, and they started blaming them on these mythological creature, creatures that would come and disassemble bits and pieces of their plane. They, that's how they explained the all the random problems with their planes. Well, it says that the they they torment humans, right? Uh, typically by doing things like blunting tools. So, you know, right. you go to pull out your knife and all of a sudden it's blunt. So they obviously took your machete and beat it up against a rock, you right, know, or, right. or that exactly. kind of thing. Pushing hammers onto thumbs mm-hmm. uh, so that you, you know, you bust your thumb. Right. Um, playing with a hot and cold water in showers, mm-hmm. holding down uh, the toasting mechanism to burn <laughs> your burn toast, your toast. <laughs> uh, deflating tires and all kinds of basic mischief mm-hmm. that could that could cause you... Maybe some harm, but yeah. But you're talking like clogging fuel lines. Imagine that. Like, well, if you're, you know, if you're four up. or five hundred feet in the air, yeah, yeah, yeah. that could be a problem. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that's a serious. You guys should have really saw the hand motions. Yeah, I totally did. He couldn't play hand motions like a baby. I was like, it's coming in for a landing. But yeah, you you know, from little things to very severe problems that it's life and death well it's kind of like also just thinking about you know some guy you know in the 1920s 1940s you know that's flying a plane when it's really kind of new technology i mean it's been around for a while but Mm -hmm. not hasn't really been 
how how do you say it? Um, hasn't really been put together where it's well there were no safety regulations there was no faa ex- exactly that, you know you're you're still talking open cockpits you're, half yeah the time. You're, you're talking like barnstormers and stuff like yeah. that you're you, you yeah. know you don't dropping you d- you're dropping bricks out of the side of the plane to you know for your, yeah. for the, hit the enemy yeah it's not hasn't really become like a grand science of aviation at that point right, right. so you know but the thing is is that you know you're so you're up there in the air you know the air is maybe a little bit thinner mm-hmm. you know and you see something out of the corner of your eye and yeah. then something happens it could be a bit of you know flack or shrapnel but a wisp of smoke coming off of your engine. But your brain, because the wonderful thing is that our brains do, it tries to solve problems and mm-hmm. make things what, you know, uh, make sense of things. So I, I guess people just, maybe one guy saw like that, you know, something out of the corner of his eye and he couldn't explain it away. And all of a sudden something happened with his plane. Boom. You know, it was vexing. It was gremain. Gremlin. Exactly. You know. So it was a little little creature that's out there on the wing, beating uh, beating your 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 wings senseless. So yeah, pulling yeah. the pulling the fabric. I mean, they had fabric wings, you know, yeah. at that point. You I mean, know, so like they were basically flying tinder boxes. They yeah. were made of wood, glue, and, and glue and paste. Yeah, and and paper they, mache. The from what I understand, also the the when they were flying the planes, the the fabric that was covering the wings, mm-hmm. a lot of the time to, you know, keep it, like, waterproof was yeah. soaked in, like, kerosene. Or shellac Yeah, shellac So, so Still was, high alcohol content. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was really, like, like very, very flammable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and then you throw an engine in it. Yeah, and some machine gun parts, <laughs> you know. So all this heat and, and pressure with, uh, you know, a flying but, torch. Yeah, but it, no, it was, it was gremlins. Yeah, you know, it was gremlins. <laughs> it was gremlins. So I also want to mention, you know, we are talking about gremlins and not goblins. Yes. Because they are two, two totally different things. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, and we didn't do any research for goblins. I not just yet. wanted to, yeah, not yet. I mean, we'll, we'll probably <laughs> wind up doing an episode. I think we're going to have sort of a, a here and there cryptozoological, you know, episode. All right. So we've already done werewolves and we've also done mermaids. Right. So, and I, yeah, absolutely. I think we should definitely... Maybe get in on some chupacabra action, sweet, you know, yeah. and uh, and uh, ha- maybe do some goblins, and uh, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, how about curiosos? You let us know what cryptozoology creatures you want us to talk about, yeah, your and favorites. we'll mention it, yeah, and that's um, that's feedback at thecurioso.com. Send us an email or get us uh, get a hold of us on Facebook. Just type in the curioso, we'll pop up. You'll see our logo, the curioso podcast. Anyway. Uh, back to our regularly regularly scheduled program. <laughs> so, did you ever see the Twilight Zone episode called Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet? You know, I haven't, um, but I've heard you tell me about it five or six or sixteen times. <laughs> yeah, about that. Uh, well, origi- I know you love this episode. Well, so. originally the the nineteen sixty three version mm-hmm. had William Shatner. Really? Yeah, and he it, it, same story. The creature was horrible looking, even though it was, you know, 1963, Twilight Zone. You know, you get to give it a little bit of space because the, what the, the budget was. But Shatner, you know, he, he's, he's Shatner, so he's like, Spock, there's something on the wing. <laughs> 
And so it wasn't as scary as the... Stewardess. <laughs> right. Yeah. More. Gin. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, okay, so it wasn't as ominous as the 1983 movie, the Twilight Zone movie with John Lithgow. Yeah, the John, yes, that's John the, Lithgow. That's yeah, the one, that I, one. I, I really, that really sticks in my, in my craw mm-hmm. about the... Uh, at least the aviation gremlin, because I mean, this thing is a little bigger. It's, it's, it looks pretty devilish, mm-hmm. you know? It's kind of slimy and has, like, these weird tenderly things, sharp, like, angry teeth. Uh, very humanoid. Very, mm-hmm. very humanoid. They, it seems like they, they, they look like greys. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sounds a little bit like every time I hear a description or see even like the 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 movie Gremlins Gremlins, mm-hmm. the 1984 movie Gremlins Gremlins, it really they still look kind of a little bit like grays, even though they have the big but they just have the big gigantic ears. Right. Right. Well, I mean, but that's goes along with that whole wood nymph elf thing, you know? Yeah. It, you're you're talking fairies and other woodland creatures and they have that same same look the long ears heck they even look like uh gelflings mm-hmm. from dark crystal yeah remember yep absolutely like gelfling. must be a gelfling <laughs> you know I, I, so it, it it comes from that same sort of character design and i mean you take what's his name mowgli Mogwai, Mo- uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, not Mowgli. That's Jungle Book. <laughs> no, that's yes, that's Jungle Book. You know, you're talking about um, Mogwai. Uh, what's his name? Mogwai. How how Gizmo. did we forget Gizmo? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Take- uh, I want to also mention that our friend Jim Hickey had a a band called Gizmo at one point. Yeah, and I'm fairly sure it was for uh, for the yeah the 1984 Gremlins. Right. Movie. right. Yeah. So you take this furry, cute, cuddly sort of um, tarsier-looking little creature, mm-hmm. and you feed it past midnight, or you get it wet, and it you know starts to molt and multiply, sort of like tribbles. Mm-hmm. And then, for some reason, some unexplicable reason, they become more reptilian. Okay, but this is, though, that that is the story from the movie. Right, okay? that's what I'm saying. It's and like- obviously that is myth. All oh, right. Of course. No, no. It was it was you know Spielberg and his team that Spielberg, came yo. that yeah that came up with that with that look when that look well no that the look is still based on what gremlins actually look like but, but I'm the fact that they're the fact that they look like little tribbles at first and then you right. put water on them and then they turn into the terrible creatures right that is all from the movie completely yeah. Yeah. that so that really has nothing to do with doesn't bear any relevance to the original yeah the rules right that's the original a myth of yeah gremlins absolutely no, no, nothing there has anything to do with it they don't even carry around wrenches yeah that's true you know wasn't there like a smarty gremlin there was that was in the new batch yeah and, he was um, like smarty smurf or brainy smurf yes but he was a gremlin yes he uh he actually so in the second movie they uh they wound up uh, getting into like a like a DNA facility That's where they were like doing genetic testing. Yeah. So you wound up with a a gremlin that I believe. So in the very first movie, you had the one evil gremlin, the one like kind of head of the pack, which was Spike. Mm-hmm. So he was the original one, you know. And then right. uh, no, I'm sorry, that was Stripes. Stripes. In the second one, it wound up being Spike. 
okay. was the was the kind of like head of the the gremlin group. Mm-hmm. So he kind of had like a you know some spiky things on the top of yeah. his head or whatever. But he actually wound up being. Uh, like a gigantic spider. Oh yeah, he, he, he drank the spider venom or whatever and turned into a spider. Yeah, you had you know different things, and you that actually had bat one. <laughs> the, yeah, you had I think you had a bat and you had a brainy one. You had you know they're like the Smurfs. You had brainy, and you brainy had Smurfette sm- gremlin. Yes, yeah, gremlin Smurf- Smurf- you did actually have Smurfette <laughs> yeah, gremlin. Yes, yeah. yes. And there's been some debate uh, whether uh, that is actually a male gremlin that is in uh, drag in drag Sweet. or an actual female gremlin yeah nobody's really quite sure well there. she does have the fuller lips you know uh yeah full fuller bust line as well that's but, true yeah but i mean you know she might stuff might be falsies <laughs> we don't know right. we don't know i i i don't want to see gremlin <laughs> boobs <laughs> oh please no one no one draw that and send it into us yeah so Do there's <laughs> So there's really like we did a lot trying to do a lot of research on this and because it's such a new creature in, in the mythos the annals of cryptozoologic yeah but it's still like 19 1920 to 1940 being like the gestation of it right you would think there would be more and, and on there, it. there is you know most of it is you know reading about the Royal Air Force and mm-hmm. and some of their encounters with it yeah but past that they they became sort of you know, uh, a punchline, a comedic, you know, there was... Well, I think that's sort of what it is. It's kind of like a joke, kind of like Murphy's Law or something like that. Yeah, oh, Occam's Razor. Has, yeah, Occam's Razor, Murphy's Law, you know, gremlins that, that are is what bugs your stuff. So right, if right. the, you know, the, the little band on your, on your vacuum breaks, it's because of a gremlin. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That's, it's just, it's sort of a, you know, like a joke. Yeah. So, Joe, uh, one of the very first times that, that gremlins were put into print was in 1943. And I, I bet you don't – the uh, the guy was um, was Dahl, and his first name Ron- – It's Roald? Well, yeah, I keep on wanting to say Ronald, but it's like Roald Dahl. It's R-O-L – I'm sorry, R-O-A-L-D-D-A-H-L. So right. it's Roald Dahl. Mm-hmm. So he actually put – uh, a, a book together right. for Walt Disney. So, <laughs> it, yeah, it was a print book, and it was all about the gremlins. And it had to do, just like you said, with the Royal uh, British Air Force. Yeah. And uh, the gremlins getting into this their their stuff. And it was because the gremlins had actually... They were, they were fighting against the Royal Air Force because the Royal Air Force had cut down their forest that they lived in. Yeah. Um... Uh, to make way for an Air Force base. Okay. So as the planes took off, they flew in the back of the planes, and then they just started wreaking havoc on them. Right. I mean, it was, you know, I remember Mel Blanc, you know, mm-hmm. being Bugs Bunny. Yeah. What's up, Doc? You know, and <laughs> and, and the, uh, you know, the little gremlin would, I don't remember if they said things or, or you know, just kind of like went about their business and broke stuff, mm-hmm. and Bugs was trying to land a plane or something, or yeah. just, you know, it was that... Weird old Mary Melodies cartoons, you know, mm-hmm. where a lot of it was, um, you know, you had the uh, go home teams, that sort of uh, patriotism. Mm-hmm. You know, that's most of the cartoons were about, or you know, supporting like you know, bearer bonds and things like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, that was that was a very big deal. Just like you know, Captain America punching Hitler in the face, sort of. Thing, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Just like everybody, anybody that produced anything during that time period, were, were just very, yeah, very much like. We're gonna get them, boys. You right. know, that's it's just kind of how it was. 
And he also did a uh, a book called Sometime Never, A Fable for Superman. Okay. It had the Gremlin leader as the protagonist of the second half of the book. He was described as leading an ancient nature-loving race away from the wars between humans and trying to let his race survive the destruction of humanity. Hmm. So he did He did a lot of stuff involving the, just gremlins. It was like three or four books just involving gremlins as being the main protagonists yeah. of the story. And, you know, of course, Warner Brothers picked it up. They tried to do a movie. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I wish they would have. But they, they yeah. the funding got cut, and that's what brought it into doing those Merry Melodies, the shorts, mm-hmm. because they still had the rights to a lot of the, the stories. So that's how we got those wonderful little shorts with the uh, the gremlins and little airplane wings and the sides of their heads. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> awesome. So one of the uh, things that I found out about the gremlins is kind of, we had talked about uh, Dahl and, you know, the fact that they had cut down their forest. But the a, a different version uh, that he didn't write kind of goes, and this is sort of just mythological. It's just, you know, from myth that they turned against mankind when the mechanics and scientists started taking credit for the gremlins' work. So the idea is is that they were an advanced race or civilization that actually created, you know, airplanes and buildings and things like that. And mm-hmm. the humans learned it from the gremlins, you know, kind of like Prometheus bringing down, you know, fire, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So they gave them this In technology. The yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, so basically they, and you know, when they started taking credit for, uh, the gremlins work, the scientists and, you know, mechanics and things like that, they said, you know, that's not going to happen. So they started basically tearing apart the planes and, you know, tearing down buildings and doing things like that. So I I don't know, it's just kind of like a bit of a different take, you know, but that, that seems to be more of like the traditional, like, um, traditional take. Mm-hmm. You know, of what they actually what they actually were. Right. And that the the basic thing from like the Twilight Zone T V show mm-hmm. where they were actually attacking a, a plane in flight. Yeah. That has been parodied dozens of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, everything from The Simpsons in one of the Halloween specials, it was actually uh, I think it was like terror at like five and a half feet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's like in the He's in the, the school bus, and Otto, he's like, whoa, hey, Bart, dude. And there's a gremlin on the side of the bus, like, mm-hmm. tormenting, tormenting uh, <laughs> Bart. Hilarious. There's also Jim Carrey and uh, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, the 95, the second one, the sequel. Yeah. The same thing. He does a whole parody bit of the, the 20,000 feet. Tiny Toons did a spoof on the whole thing. In their uh, night ghoulery episode. Oh well, they're they're just like uh, the little versions of the exactly. It's yeah. it's all Warner Brothers, you yeah. know, so they can reuse all all that stuff. Yeah, so they've got the rights to it and everything. Johnny Bravo, remember that that cartoon? No, uh-uh. come on, so, man. It was like, oh yeah, okay, like Elvis type dude. Yeah, yeah, he he did a whole spoof on it. The Muppets. Oh, I'd like to see that. Yeah, Muppets tonight. Miss Piggy sees a gremlin outside of her plane window and starts shouting at the gremlins. Oh, and this is the best part. William Shatner is seen sitting next to Miss Piggy <laughs> as she uh, as she's complaining about the gremlin oh. on the on the wing. It's a throwback, you know, because yeah, it was absolutely. like this is like seventies. 
So they're actually, you know, paying homage to the original first Twilight Zone episode yeah, yeah. with Shatner. I just thought it was awesome, you know. I wanted, to mention, <laughs> I wanted to mention, too, that the Roald Dahl, um, I actually found a complete full version of his, of his book. Oh, really? Uh, the, called, entitled The Gremlins. Oh, nice. So you can actually read the entire book and, and see all the illustrations and it's very, very Disney, just like, just, uh, I mean, it's... As Disney as Disney can be, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. So if you get a chance uh, to read through it, you know, you can read it on this webpage and, uh, you know, read it to your kids. Mm-hmm. Madagascar 2. Escape to Africa. Apparently, Alex sees Mort on the plane or something and mistakes him for a gremlin. Hmm. So this story, and this, like, there's a whole list. Ben 10, he does the same thing. Hotel Transylvania, uh, oh, even to I My Little Pony micro series oh. with all of our Brony fans out there. Yeah, call back to the a- Applejack episode. <laughs> right, right. So what, what other Gremlin-related things did you find? Because I found a few. I found something called the Gremlin Bell. Yes, I found that as well. Yeah, that's um, it's. It, Seems a little superstitious to me, but so does this whole, you know... But this is... Okay, you have a motorcycle. Yes. Right? It's yeah. a non, non-functioning non motorcycle, but you have one. And when you get it functioning, I may have to get you a gremlin bell. I'm good with that. That way, in case there's any malfunctions, you can blame it on either the bell not being attached <laughs> or or gremlins, you know? Well, it's, so basically, the, the gremlin bell is tied to the, uh, the handle, mm-hmm. right? Kind of like like uh, like streamers, right? Kind of like streamers when you were a little, little kid on the, the on tassels, the big wheels, yeah, yeah, the tassels. So you basically, you, you know, you kind of attach it there, and it and it jingles as you go down the road, and it will drive any gremlins uh, that are attached to your uh, motorcycle completely mm-hmm. insane. Oh, is that they what don't, it does? They don't like the ringing of the bells. Yes. Oh. So it drives them nuts, so they actually let go and... Uh, so it's like a Cthulhu bell? I Kind of, something like that. Because yeah. when you're in the presence of Cthulhu, you're supposed to go insane? I think so. I just don't... I think they just don't like the ringing of bells for whatever oh, reason. Oh, okay. So, um, like I said, a little superstitious. But so. it's, it's the road gremlin, not the, the air gremlin. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know... I don't know if they're specifically... Uh, you know, like a different species or, you know, yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean? A different branch of the gremlin, you know, the gremlin brigade. Right. You know, I'm not really sure. I, that's, I think that we're, if we start a band again, (laughs) gremlin brigade, we're going to be called the gremlin (laughs) brigade. That is, that is a great band name. Nobody steal that. No. Um, or if you do, just, yeah, credit us. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? I trademarked it. (laughs) It's mine. So that's, uh, yeah, that's really good. So, but basically, you know, you put it on your, your bike and you drive down the road and it jingle tingles and, uh, yeah, it's supposed to keep all the gremlins away. So they won't steer you towards the, you know, oil spot in the road or the oncoming traffic or the oncoming traffic or, or, you know, they, they like to call over, you know, minivans to come and (laughs) come into your lane, you know, that kind of thing. So it keeps all those gremlins from doing that away. Nice. Nice. So do you ever get angry, Chris? Like the Hulk angry, or just yeah, sort of... you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> yeah, like Bruce Banner angry. Yeah, or, Bruce Banner, or David angry. Banner angry. Uh, David Tennant angry. David. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which isn't I do. very angry. Yeah, no, that, no I, do, I get angry sometimes. Well, you should. I'll bite. <laughs> you're you're a biter. I like your setup so far. Let's right. go ahead. <laughs> so you should try starving the anger gremlin. Okay, it's a book. 
Really? Yeah, it's a book. Uh, it's a cognitive behavioral therapy workbook on anger management for, well, this is for young people. But mm-hmm. you could, I mean, you could pass off as a young person. Mm-hmm. So basically, <laughs> though, they, it sounds like, they, thanks, Joe. Uh, basically, it sounds like they're, they're, they're changing demon to gremlin. It's just yeah, like a creature basically. inside you. Yeah. And it's gonna get out! <laughs> right, exactly. Sorry. I, it, make, saying that always it just makes me want to say, He was licking me! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I just like saying that. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with a uh, uh, Wendigo. But, <laughs> but that, I mean, it's close. You, you got some sort of hunger or demon or whatever you want to call it that's makes you see red and you're angry and da, da, da. and I guess gremlins exhibit that sort of malice towards either mankind or you know something that they, they want to uh, disassemble or cause problems for humans yeah they're they're angry at us for destroying their yeah it's, I mean, their it's, home world it's uh, very fern gully mm-hmm. you know um, Ferngolian, if you will. <laughs> it's very Ferngolian. It's very, uh, Ooh. With, with Tim Curry's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what it seems like. Like they're trying to state in this book is that uh, if you don't feed that fire, that gremlin, mm-hmm. then it helps you kind of quench the the anger within. You know, I think it's a I think it's a metal band. Mm-hmm. Anger within, <laughs> and make sure you don't feed that uh, feed that gremlin after midnight. Right, yeah. right, because <laughs> it'll multiply. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I found um, a little bit. Uh, Joe, do you do you like uh, hairy moths? <laughs> <laughs> hey yo! I mean, some you know sometimes. I mean, beggars can't be choosers, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, pale tussock moth. Okay, is uh, it's a it's a. Moth that's very uh, common in like England and Wales. Mm. So it's this extremely. You can find them in Wales? N- yes, yes, they f- wow. fly around. Yeah, the light bulbs that are in Wales, you know what I mean? They fl- fly around those. That's yes. awesome. That's where yeah. like Pinocchio is hanging out and there's like moths. No, didn't we do this joke on. <laughs> <laughs> didn't we uh, do this entire joke on uh, on the uh, Haggis episode? I believe so, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. So uh, yeah, the pale tussock moth, and it's, it's just this little little tiny moth it's like 40 to 60 millimeters wide so it's a pretty small moth. yeah that's a tiny moth yeah, yeah so um uh, uh there was a, a gentleman who took some very close photos of it using like a telescopic lens uh-huh. or uh milliscopic whatever i don't know look i always get those confused <laughs> right something so, up close uh, yeah a <laughs> tiny yeah when it an up close it, lens up close, up close lens very very small <laughs> yes so um and it looks just like the uh, the gremlin guys. And I ha- I'm going to put a picture on the show notes. Cool. But the the ears are these golden ears. They're ears. That, well, they're not. They're like antennae. Yeah. Right. So they come off of it, and they're just these like golden antennae. Yeah, they look just like the the gremlins. I I mean, it's very possible that you know just kind of like the the look of these guys mm. could have been a bit of an inspiration. Oh yeah, I wouldn't doubt you know? it. I mean, you know, the those things are taken from nature all the time mm-hmm. you know the, the well, mythological plus creatures they're, they're coming from the same area mm-hmm. where the myth came from yeah so yeah. you know you you go to get in your airplane and some moths fly out of the moth. cockpit they're flying at your face and you have that quick vision of of what it looks like you yeah. know in your face yeah and you kind of your kind of put two and two together. 
Yeah, you know, you because the moths. Exactly. And boom, it's gremlins. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, little known fact the antennae mm-hmm. on a moth, the big fuzzy, like crazy antennae, that's a male. And the straight, sort of silky, you know, looks almost like a proboscis, mm-hmm. that's a female. Really? Yep. So, f- females don't have fuzzy antennae? No, just the males. Yeah, my antenna is pretty fuzzy sometimes too. So I feel you. Some manscaping up in this <laughs> right. piece. AMC. The you know American Movie Channel? No. <laughs> no, this is a car company. Oh, yes. American Motor Company. Yeah, no, no. They actually made one of my very favorite cars of all time. Really? Uh, the Eagle. Oh, you like the Eagle? I love the Eagle. It looks like. That thing looks like a... Um, it's like a mini pumped up station wagon. Yeah, like a station wagon that's like on steroids. That a, thing, yeah, but it's like a midget wagon. Yeah, I love that thing. It is so tiny. Yeah, I just I just always love the look of them. But that's not what we're here to discuss today. But that's AMC, though. It is AMC. Yeah, it's the they same had company. The Spirit, mm-hmm. the Pacer. Remember Wayne's World? Mm-hmm. That ugly, ugly car with the funky windows in the back? That's a Pacer. And that's an AMC car. Uh, of course, the Eagle, the Hornet. The Concorde, the AMX, the Javelin, and of course, the Gremlin. The Gremlin. Mm-hmm. So my question is, okay, so we'll, we'll just, we'll get into it. So the AMC Gremlin was introduced April 1st, 1970, and it was a, so you know how they come out with new cars. The car The, the year before. Yeah. That kind of, so it was, it, it was done as a 1970 and a half. <laughs> so I know that sounds funny, but it actually came out before all of the other vehicles that year that that Ford was so it was like the 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 Chevy Vega mm-hmm. the Ford Pinto Chevy Vega man yeah that they came out you know in 1970 as 1971 models okay yeah. so they actually came out with it in 1970 mm-hmm. like in the middle of the year as a 1970 and a half vehicle nice. instead of being a 1971 vehicle in 1970 gotcha so gotcha. I, I just i don't know i just thought that was kind of neat but so they kind of like beat it to the punch. Mm-hmm. So like there's this whole thing in researching the the, the AMC Gremlin, mm-hmm. you find some people that are like, yes, this is a terrible car. <laughs> right. And then other people who love it. Yeah. Who, you know what I mean? Well, I found that it made Time Magazine's like top 50 worst cars of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm absolutely sure that like I, the Pinto's I, in there. I, well, I had a button. Remember Norm? Uh-huh. He had an AMC Javelin. Yeah. The funkiest looking car but it was it was awesome it yeah. had the literally the um the gear shifter it was a it was an automatic yeah but instead of having you know the like a trigger or whatever to you know shift gears it literally had like a an airplane throttle <laughs> <laughs> like two spokes and a handle and you were like so like two so it basically it looked like an an, an old airplane what, what they call what do they call that thing a uh, a switch the switch they call it like um oh like a knife switch a knife switch yeah, yeah that's yeah. what they call it a, a knife switch like uh for uh like your your electrical outlets you know what right. I mean? like you still see in movies old or Frankenstein whatever. movies yeah 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 you know so you it was, it was, it down and he played this god awful trick on me the first time I drove in this car. Was it when he drove over that median strip and killed it? No, no, that was <laughs> that wasn't a trick. That was just hilarious. Um, we're we're driving and it's you know middle of the night, and he's like, "Believe it or not, these these AMC javelins like they had a bunch of cool technology you know in them that no one had at the time." And I'm uh-huh. like, "Oh yeah, really?" He's like, "Yeah, they had this little sensor by the light switch that when you 
saw an oncoming car, it would dim the lights automatically. I'm like, really? That's, that's freaking awesome. I didn't know they had stuff like that. And he was doing this for a good 15 minutes. Every time a car would come over the hill, boom, the, the lights would dim from high beam to, to yeah, normal. Yeah. And then he, he, uh, he pulls up at a, at a red light, and he, I guess he forgets to do it, and I hear click. I'm like, what was that? And the lights go down. Yeah. There's a floor switch. Oh, for the lights? Yeah, for the dimmer. But that is cool, though. It is, no, it's cool. But my dumbass thought, <laughs> thought there was a sensor. sensor. Because it had, but that's the thing. Like, they had some really unique characteristics in these cars. Features, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the heck, the, the Gremlin itself, it had the coolest gas cap I've ever seen in a car. Yeah, that was, that was and it has a little Gremlin on the, the, on the gas cap. Yeah. yeah. It's totally, like, customized for the car. This is back when people gave a crap about what their car yeah. was, the name yeah. of the car. And they, there was some big thing when they first named the car the Gremlin. People yeah. thought they were not going to, the, the public wasn't going to take to the name mm-hmm. because of the connotation that you were going to have mechanical problems. Yeah, it was going to be a lemon. Yeah, Right. But it turns out that, you know, people bought it because of the name. Well, it's kind of like what we talked about during our episode, our 13th episode, about 13, where... Some people consider 13 their lucky number because everyone else goes against it and says it's it's an unlucky number. Right. Exactly. It's the same sort of thing. Exactly. So you had people buying it because it was this, you know, it was the underdog mobile. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. So It was a gremlin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, really, you know, they, they put it out for several years and... Um, one of the cool things I found out about it was, you know, you look at it and the size of it and you think that it's going to be a little four-banger, right? Like a little four-cylinder engine. Right. Oh, no, no, sir. That actually had two – it was a – a, a, what it was a straight a straight six? Straight six, yeah. Straight six engine. So you mm-hmm. actually had six cylinders in that bad boy. Yeah. And I believe, like, by 73, they were putting eight-cylinder engines in that yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you're talking like like they. I think it said they could go from zero to sixty in like eight point something, eight point five seconds. Uh huh. Zero to sixty, the V8 Gremlin. Yeah. So that yeah, that's a fast little yeah. A V8 in like a little hatchback. Oh, I know, I know. When I had, I was seventeen, eighteen years old. I had a '74 Ford Maverick. Okay, and I went to a car show because you know, I mean, I, you know, seventeen, eighteen, I was like this is a crazy old car, you know, I'm going to go to a car show and try to get some information and figure out if you can actually, you know, make these things look good. Yeah, well, you probably also wanted to pump it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was this guy who had a gremlin. Literally, he had a, a, you ever seen a blower, an external blower? Yeah. Uh It was taller than the, the roof of the car. He had these big, giant drag wheels blower taller than the hood of the car and i'm like you're you're dude you're driving a gremlin yeah a gremlin <laughs> so it, that was the craziest craziest car i've ever seen okay so the final year of the gremlin uh was in 1978 mm-hmm. was the last year that they put it out so the um yeah I, I don't know it just it seemed like a pretty cool uh pretty cool vehicle yeah you know, and if, i wouldn't mind getting a hold of one if you look at all the amc cars like they were very unique Compared to some of the other cars on the road that, you know, in those days. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So I think it's time to talk about real life gremlins. Okay. Or creatures that resemble them. All right, have you ever seen a Tarsier? I, ha- I want to talk about this real quick. Okay. You're, you're, you're saying a tar- Tarsier. 
Tarsier is, is actually how it's pronounced. Tarsier? But the, like a dossier? Yes, Tarsier. <laughs> but what I'm seeing, what I'm reading, is that the one that they call a gremlin is not the Tarsier, which is, in fact, some kind of sloth. Mm-hmm. But it is actually a small, small monkey car called a tamaran. Oh, a tamaran, yeah. Ta- not not cardamon. No, a, ta- a, ta- <laughs> Car- a tamaran. Yeah, so tamaran. I, well, no, because you keep on saying a tarsier, which is a type of sloth. But right. I read that it's a tamaran. Well, no, is- I, what I'm saying, like I've seen different people say different creatures look like gremlins, uh-huh. and sort of the mugwai end, yeah, of the gremlin. Is I think that the Tarsier. Well, yeah. Have and you ever seen? Have you ever heard of Z Frank? No. He's a guy. You know what? I'm gonna have to play this for you, and I'll put it on the show notes too. Okay. So he has a a webisode that he does uh, via YouTube, and you know, it's, so it's all free, and he does true facts about different animals. Okay, I and think w- I've seen one of the ones that he did was true facts about the Tarsier, mm-hmm. and it is hilarious <laughs> and he he does it in the voice of morgan freeman mm. and he talks about the different animals nice. but the one that he does he always <laughs> i can't do the voice but he's like oh freaky like, <laughs> like, because they have these gigantic eyeballs right right they actually can't turn their eyes they have to turn their head they have to turn to their head around, yeah because their eyeballs are actually bigger than their brains right so yeah. t- tell me about the the tamarind paste well, the the, ta- <laughs> the basically I love that Indian restaurant that has that little tamarind paste. Yeah, stuff. the tamarind. Oh, so so good. So, um, okay, they, they they were nicknamed gremlins uh, because of their appearance uh, during World War II. The British Royal Air Force, those guys again, yes, whose planes malfunction often blame the mishaps on gremlins, tiny mythological creatures. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the little creatures um, that were captivated by Robert Dahl, uh, who published his book uh, in 1943, most recently the, the gremlin or the, the tar- uh, tarmoran is just, a, a, it's a little tiny monkey that can fit into the palm of your hand. Wow. So, I mean, that's how small they are. Wow. So they're, um, they, so they live in the Amazon. So mm-hmm. in the Ma Islands uh, and a few different places. So uh, some people think that they're re- the reincarnation of dead children because okay. they're very playful little monkeys. Mischievous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, they're also common pets uh, among the, uh, the, uh, the Ma women and children. Mm-hmm. So they keep them as pets. And some carry the little monkeys on their heads. But nice. they're basically nicknamed gremlins because of their appearance. They're just these little tiny creatures. Yeah. So um, in, in fact, there was a new um, movie that was put out called Gremlins Faces in the Forest, which is basically all about these little creatures. So awesome. we're going to have to watch that um, coming up soon here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So during the, the, during the filming of this, they actually found a marmoset species new to the outside world oh, uh, wow. that they had never found before. So they, they named it the uh, Satir Maw's Marmoset after the islands. Wow. So yeah. Very cool. I don't know. It's just kind of neat. So another thing that I found out about the the uh, the, the gremlin little marmoset guys, mm-hmm. the the tamarind monkeys, mm-hmm. they um, I was reading like a like a story about them, and basically they're altruistic. So like they nice. they not only do they they give each other different, you know, they, they it's a, like they kind of they child rear, you know, village. The whole village takes care of them. Yeah. You know, so. Um, you know the whole. It takes a village of monkeys. Well, that that's actually how they 
they take care of each other. So, but even if one is not very nice to another one, yeah, eventually they kind of, you know, just sort of forgive and they give altruistically to each other. But right, they did, right. did, did a whole study about it. So, yeah, yeah, it was just kind of, kind of nifty. So, you know, as long, I mean, as long, you know, it sounds like they're a little better off than like uh, chimps. Yes, and chimps facts, will trade, you know, or do anything for like sex or or food. Mm-hmm. So you'll have a grandpa trading food or sex with a youngin, you know, like whenever. Yeah, the, but that's what that's what they were saying is that even though the chimpanzees are a closer, closer tie to humans, yes, they they still do not have that kind of like altruistic, you know, social sort social of, structure. Yeah. They don't they don't do that for each other, right? As where these little little tiny little tiny hand monkeys do <laughs> hand monkeys, <laughs> <laughs> like. And banana. <laughs> you ever heard of femlins? Um, no. <laughs> I think I've seen one in the in the second Gremlins movie. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay, so femlins were created by Leroy Neiman in the fifties. He was a publisher and an editor for uh, Hugh Hef, mm-hmm. um, Hugh Hefner, for the Playboy magazine, and basically it was like a, a comic strip. Okay. So they would have, you know, these little, you know, jokey pages in, I mean, this is back when the, the, the magazine was like, you saw maybe one boob in the entire magazine. Mm-hmm. You know, most of it was actual. Not, not a pair. No. One boob. <laughs> Just one odd boob. Yeah. One was covered, <laughs> the other one was not. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. So, I mean, because most of it was editorials and, you mm-hmm. know, modern, you know, science. Well, and back then you didn't culture. need that much. You could get, a, you you could could get away with enjoying one boob. Yeah, you know? a, a boob and an ankle, and you were happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it became this this like little uh, constantly running comic strip, and then eventually they would have one or two pages of like the funnies or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they would have the femlins kind of up in the corner of other pages. Just, oh, like they were roving around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was a really kitschy little, you know, little thing. But they're, you know, sexy little miniature ladies who run around, you know, half naked. Do they have the gigantic ears? No, no, actually. <laughs> I think they all have, like, Jackie O hair. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty, like, thigh-high boots and Jackie O hair. Yeah. That was it. So, Joe, what would you say that the most deadly movie monster that have ever that has ever existed in movie? Captured on film, if you will. The most deadly? Yeah. Like highest body count? No, but who would destroy the world? Oh, who would destroy the world? Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Um, Godzilla. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time Godzilla has a battle with Mothra, Mechagodzilla, you know, Gamera, like, he levels cities. Okay, I understand. But he, there's only one of him. Yeah, he's... There's one of he him. He can go to space. Okay, look, I found this entire article about why gremlins are the most dangerous uh, movie monster. Ever. Okay. So, um, so here, here we go. Number four, where they're from, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you found uh, the, the, our little mogwai, um, Gizmo, right. in Chinatown. Chinatown, yeah. But coming from China, specifically, mm-hmm. the, uh, the China... Is just way too wet to actually have those creatures. Oh yeah, no, it yeah. rains way too much. So <laughs> right, so it would if, be 
yeah, everywhere. The, it floods in China constantly, yeah. like the the Yangtze River, the Yellow River, just yeah. constantly floods. So yeah, I'm, you, I'm glad the original Gremlins movie wasn't set in Seattle. Yeah, that's. But I'm saying, yeah, I mean, but you you wouldn't. They would be just popping little fur balls all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, here's another one uh, with how cute Gizmo was. Mm-hmm. The internet now. Mm-hmm. They would have just spread like wildfire. Oh, like those stinking cat memes? Like, yeah. I mean, just <laughs> everybody would have, you know what I mean? You drop you drop a gizmo into like a pot of water, and mm-hmm. then, you know, you have 1,500 little tribbles to, to go and <laughs> right. sell. But, you know, the, the thing is, is that um, we actually did have something like this, uh, the Furbies. Oh, yes, we did. Do you remember yeah. the whole Furbies? And they talked yeah. to each other and little cooing kind of talking and whatnot? Yeah, and people would beat each other to get one. Yes, yeah. yeah. It was like one of the very first, um, very first, like, like uh, uh, you know, Christmas time things where you would mm-hmm. have the, the whole arguments, yeah. you know, during yeah. like uh, uh, Black Friday, call mm-hmm. that Black Friday episode. Yeah. So the, um, the other thing is, is that there actually, I believe, was a lawsuit between the Furbies and the Gremlins at one point. Oh, really? So I'm not sure exactly how it ended out, but uh, it ended out. <laughs> so uh, the, uh, the, the second worst reason is mm. uh, they want to change. Oh, that Gremlins. is true. That yeah. is true. Do you remember Stripe? Yeah. When he was there and he popped out, he's changing the clock. Yeah, well, he plotted and schemed to get more brethren. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and they're very much like um, the uh, aliens, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Sigourney Weaver alien. Yeah. So, because, you know, they plot and scheme to hibernate, to hatch, and to spread. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, so, and they changed the, the time on the clock, mm-hmm. so Billy would actually accidentally fed them over oh, at midnight. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the number one reason... They're advanced enough to win. True. So within the span of a few hours after watching, you know, the first one, the first movie and the second one, mm-hmm. um, within hours, uh, one of the gremlins is holding up a gun. He's figured out how to use firearms. True. He wears yeah. the, the mask. Yeah. And he's actually, you know, firing at people. Mm-hmm. So they, they figured out how to, to, to get the movie to run. Yeah. They figured out these uh, this whole uh, DNA thing mm-hmm. in the second movie. Where they can change, turn into uh, electricity gremlins, yeah. <laughs> poorly, poorly animated <laughs> right. electricity gremlins, and, and really bad stop motion blue screen bat gremlins. Yeah, exactly. So my point is, is that just like they're 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 brethren of myth. Yeah, they are. They become extremely techno- technologically advanced within just a few hours. Yeah. So yes, yeah. within a few hours or a day or so, mm-hmm. they've defeated them and blown up the whole crew. Yeah. But yeah. imagine if they wouldn't, and within a few months, they would probably have a very uh, uh, technologically advanced society. Yeah, it's like a... They would be ruling us. Yeah, it's like a cute, cuddly virus. Well, it's, you know, that that's the thing is like... You know, you have Gizmo, this adorably cute uh, creature with the big, huge ears that mm-hmm. turns into a monster. And in fact, the very first envisionment of the movie, he was supposed to turn bad. He was the one that was supposed to start, turn bad. It wasn't Stripe. Uh, but okay. after, uh, when Spielberg saw how adorably cute he was, 
they didn't want to uh they didn't want him to change. They wanted to keep him as the, Which is why he never changed into a gremlin the entire time. Yeah, they wanted to keep him as the Rambo. I love that scene. Yeah. When he puts on the bandana and he has the little <laughs> uh paperclip bow and arrow. Uh-huh. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, but um I actually uh I wouldn't mind seeing uh see Gizmo turned one time. Yeah. You know, yeah. but you have to think Right? If you turn, you have to be able to turn back at some point. Uh, yeah, but I think that's why they had that sort of crowbar separation of if you get them wet, the offspring... There is no turn? Right, right. They sort of molt like those weird frogs that have the babies in their backs. Oh. Oh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh please don't. Just don't mention that ever. Right. That actually makes me a little bit nauseous. Well, I, don't, I don't like that. The frog doesn't change. You know, it just carries. No, it's just the food that's in my stomach that changes. <laughs> changes. That wants to, to be out, out on your table. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they, they do this whole thing where they, they go from little budding, cute animals. If you get them wet, they turn into little fuzzballs. Right. And then if you feed them after midnight, they turn into cocoons and then eventually become gremlins. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the, uh, the, the gremlins, you know, if you get them wet, they also turn into like reptilian you know right. so you're right. looking at a creature that basically turns from a what a marsupial right yeah well i don't know i don't know if he has a pouch uh <laughs> i didn't check gizmo's pouch does he have a pouch no i, I don't think, think it... maybe i think i had a gremlin toy and you could unzip the back uh-huh. so i'm going to consider him a marsupial <laughs> right right so and then they basically you know if you feed them after midnight then they turn into reptilian creatures mm mm-hmm. mhm you know, so when they're reptilian, you know, they're they're much more mischievous and Yeah, they, they turn I mean they're more mis- inclined to causing problems and being and ugly. Well yo, yeah, they're ugly. But they I think they're they're more self serving mm-hmm. than when they turn reptilian. Because yeah. Gizmo, I mean, he was kind of you know, he was a good little creature thing. He wasn't I mean, he was curious. Well, he was the good he, guy. But he, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think once that change happens, they become sort of in it for themselves and in it for their their species or their kind. Mm-hmm. You know, all I'm saying is that we have never seen what happens because they 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 turned from these reptilian creatures. They even started taking the the DNA juice and started turning into like more advanced creatures. Right. But the point to me is that you never saw any of them go from the reptilian creature back into the fuzzy little mogwai, right? right? right. It never happened. Well, nobody so, broke out the, the hair dryer to dry them off. But we need to know <laughs> if, if that happens. We Just in case. We need confirmation, okay? Right. <laughs> so Spielberg, let us know. We need confirmation. <laughs> Email us at the Curioso. Let us know where they turn back into fuzzy little creatures. Or, quite frankly, just make a third movie and let or us that. know. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah we'd like awesome. to see it. Yeah, I mean, so. and I, I, okay, I can understand why they could be considered the most devastating creature, movie creature. They totally could if they don't turn back into Mogwise. Right. If they never turn back into Mogwise and you get them wet and that's how they reproduce. So we got to come up with some sort of like retro virus to, to turn them back. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to give them a cold. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like the day the earth stood still. <laughs> right. You know, give the them a Keanu cold Reeves and that's one? it. Yeah. Not the Keanu Reeves one. Oh, Whoa. I, you know, I wasn't even talking about I'm that. An alien. I totally <laughs> forgot that they made that movie. Let's just all forget that. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. So, however you look at it, 
from the original beginnings, the humble beginnings uh, of these these creatures to the pop culture, to the magazines and books and this and that and video games. There was even video games for Gremlins. Well, at least the the eighties uh, movies Gremlins. Mm-hmm. But they're portrayed in so many different things, and not just you know the, the airplane ones or the bike ones or the you know whatever. Well, I you know I'm going to disagree with you there, Joe. I don't think they're portrayed enough. Enough? I think that more people need to start writing stories about gremlins and yeah. stop retreading the gremlin on the wing of the airplane. <laughs> yeah, okay? it has been overdone. And yeah. let's start doing some new gremlin stories, folks. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna call. Uh, I'm gonna call Ron Malfi right now. I want him to write a gremlin story that's you, brand new. Yeah, set in a steampunk world. That would be awesome. Ooh, that would be yeah, cool. He's that not going to do that. He does horror. He doesn't do <laughs> no, steampunk. But, but you know how much damage and destruction the gremlins would cause in a steampunk world? In a world? steampunk world. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, they won't have to be, they can't be the same kind of gremlins. But, you know. No, I'm people, talking go old school. Old school. Mechanic mechanical, gremlins. Yeah. Wearing, you know? wearing uh, like, like one piece jumpsuits. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Carrying yeah. magic wrenches. Yeah. Yes. I want to hear new gremlin stories, people. Yes. Let's get on that. I do. <laughs> I do. I really do. I would st- I would listen to that on audiobook. I wouldn't oh, yeah. read it because I don't read. I only I can't listen read. on I can read. <laughs> I just never have any time. I <laughs> All I do is audiobook now. I know, I know. That's all I do. In fact, I think I'm starting to get a gremlin at my Zune player. Maybe, mm. maybe <laughs> Zune's been dead for eight years. I'm still using the same Zune player. <laughs> All right, Curiosos, we're going to get out of here before the gremlins start messing up our uh, recording equipment. Is it after midnight yet? I want to go eat. Yeah, I'm, I need to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is, I don't, I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> Or at least drink some genetic juice, because I want a bat Joe. Does that work like that? Can you just drink so. genetic juice and become, I think, I mean, become a as bat? As comic books have taught me, that's how it works. <laughs> it, you you know? at least have to put yourself in the in like a, some kind of teleportation device right. with the genetic juice and then teleport to, to make that happen. No, because then I'd be like a Brendel Joe. <laughs> and I don't want Brendel Joe. I want bat Joe. All right, we'll try and make that work. Okay. <laughs> Joe Bat. Joe Bat. Yeah. At least Spider Joe. Spider Joe. Spider Joe does whatever a Spider Joe does. Sp- spins a web I don't and know. something else. No, you're, you're no. no. Just stop. Okay. Just stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Curiosos. Uh, thank you very much. Don't get those mogwais wet. Mm-hmm. Don't feed them after midnight. Right. And, and don't look out the wing of the plane. Absolutely. <laughs> Night, guys. Good night. Good day, sir. Good day to you, I say. Hey, is there any topics that you want us to cover? Anything that you want to talk to us about or let us know about? Email us, feedback at thecurioso.com. Our Facebook, facebook.com backslash thecuriosopodcast. We tweet at curiosopodcast. And if you have any five-star reviews you'd like to give us on iTunes, please feel free.
Sorry, I had to kick my feet out. Oh, that's fine. They're just, uh, it's, this one's going dead. My foot's going dead. It's goddamn gremlins. 